Well, hello everybody and welcome back to episode two of the We Talk Film podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Barry. What's hello, hello. up everybody? And we're also joined by our main host, Clayton. Whoa, that's me. <laughs> he didn't even introduce himself today. I was hoping you'd do I'm it. Professional, man. I'm professional, man. But today we are talking about one of my favorite films that's come out this past year. What we're is talking it? about a boxing film what? that has just come out starring Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors. We are talking about Creed 3. <laughs> Can't play that music for too long, otherwise royalty-free will get us. we'll get sued (laughs) on a second episode. (laughs) We won't make it to three. (laughs) Oh, God. This is as far as we get. Damn. Creed 3. It was a good two episodes. This is uh, Creed 3, man. Creed 3. Creed 3. It was really good. Creed 3. I think that's a good way to start, by saying that it was really good. I enjoyed it. We We watched Creed on Thursday? So a couple of days ago, because this should be coming out on a Sunday, there should be new episodes of the podcast every Sunday. I know, right? That's crazy. But We're actually um, doing podcasts with scheduling. I know. Wow. We're going to try and be consistent. <laughs> I'm meta. <laughs> All right. Let's get straight into it. Creed 3, right? Damn. <laughs> it was really yeah. freaking good. What a movie. Why don't like, you? So far, yeah, I just, I just, I'll kick it off. So what we have is Creed 3, an amazing film starring Michael B. Jordan, directed by Michael B. Jordan, might first I add. First time directing. Also starring, first time directing Jonathan B. Yeah. Majors as well, starring as um, his rival in this film. Uh, so I'll read a bit of a, a story recap here. So Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life, but when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just a fight. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh man uh yeah so well yeah really this is coming from the backbones of the creed trilogy of the rocky franchise this is the first film without sylvester stallone in it true he's just a producing role on this one he's just a producing role in it and so far i mean i, I didn't mind it like this this yeah. has to be my favorite out of the trilogy yeah for because sure it's Basically, like, gone in a very new and different direction. Not like it's standing on its own. Essentially, mm. it's not competing with the Rocky franchise mm-hmm. anymore. It, this has become its own franchise now. This is the new era of boxing movies. This is the Creed franchise now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a hell of a third movie. I mean, for for the third movie in a trilogy to be the best one doesn't happen very often. No, Especially considering not. they changed directors for this one. All all three Creed movies were written by Ryan Coogler and uh, some other guys as well. But um, this one changes director to Michael B. Jordan, a first-time director, which is a risk in itself considering, you know, he's the main actor. You know, you don't expect him to be able to direct it as well. And he did a really good job. Did a phenomenal yeah. job. I don't think they're going to get anyone else to do Creed movies from now on. I think dude's got no. that in the bag. Well, I think I've already seen something. Apparently, going to do um, uh, animated franchise. Oh, this now as okay. well. Because well, since obviously for it. the making of this film, yeah, uh, a lot of the fights in it that Michael B. Jordan was inspired by anime. 
and that is clearly represented in the oh, fight yeah. scenes, especially from the get-go. It just goes straight into a fight this time around. I think it's the guy that he fights in the first movie, if uh, I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, it's the guy he like lost his car to in the first film anyway. Yeah. Um, Something like that. So that's, yeah, his first fight. And it was his so-called retirement fight at mm. the beginning of the film. And that's, he wins. And it's all like this slow motion, almost like Sherlock Holmes films, what they did in oh, there. Oh, yeah, the Robert Downey Jr. ones. That was pretty cool. Yeah, the fight yeah. But also that. it was all just, like, it was almost like single takes when they were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, yeah, he's getting beaten up. He's getting beaten up. And then he's slowly starting to see like the body parts where he's like, oh, oh I can yeah. I can hit there, slowly get there, which is very anime-esque so in a good. way. It slowed down like a Mortal Kombat fatality as he was punching yeah. dudes. And he was going, it slows right down. You see the sweat fall off him. It was so good. Very yeah. clearly inspired so by So basically, anime. yeah, anime. And then obviously it takes place from that. That was your triumphant fight. He wins, leading him the heavyweight champion of the world for, and then it just stops. And then it takes place another three years later. That's where what? it picks up. Because obviously, oh yeah, his kid's a bit older now and everything like that. He's just like a manager <laughs> true, position true. now. He's living the easy life. He's like, I ain't He's involved very in rich anymore. And very famous. Very <laughs> rich and very famous. Living that good lifestyle. Um, and then, yeah, obviously an old friend, which is Jonathan Major's character, which oh, I believe man. his name was Dame. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, uh, Damien Anderson. Damien, I'm going to stop you right yeah. there and talk about Jonathan Major's because I think he stole yeah. the show in this. Yep. I mean- I saw him in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and he was good in that. He was the best part of that movie. The movie wasn't very good, but he was the best part of that movie. And he yep. ups another level in this. He's one of those actors that can switch just the way his face looks and looks so menacing in an instant, and you don't see it coming or know that it's going to happen. He can just do it just by, I guess, body language. He's such a good nope. villain. It's scary, oh, man. It's so good. And that's the thing, because it's still like a very real world character. Yeah. Like that's that's the whole thing with like all the Rocky films and even the Creed franchise. What they do so well is making these feel very realistic. Like these are actually mm. a real thing. Like they feel like real boxing fights. Oh yeah. Um, Except the well. later Rocky movies, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> um but yeah, they've always made like this almost realistic world of boxing to obviously stay true to it all. But yeah, yeah, then along comes Jonathan Majors, who is just absolutely massive in this oh, film. Dude's shredded. I mean, Michael B. Jordan is shredded. shredded. He's not that. He's not that tall. He's a short guy. Yeah. And I mean, Jonathan Majors isn't as tall. He's like a well, like an well, inch or two inches above him. But he's I'm just like big. three <laughs> inches taller than Jonathan Majors. And I would not be getting yeah. into a fight with this man. <laughs> oh, no. Like, this man looks Dude's huge. Like, he's like twice your width, <laughs> just in his shoulders. I know. It was massive. Oh, so good. So good, so good. But, yeah, obviously he comes in playing as um, Damien Anderson, who was part of the homeboy group that um, Michael B. Jones, Adonis' character, stayed at when he was a younger kid, staying at, like, a little um, youth centre where they obviously were beaten on yeah, by a person. Like a obviously. home. Yeah, boys home, which they're not very good places to live at. But obviously there was an event that happened where um, cops got called. Damien was at the time trying to be a professional league boxer, but he ended up getting arrested and basically put in prison for majority of his life. 
Yeah, eight, 18 uh, years, um, I think he said. Yeah, 18 years, yeah, something like that. He got some added on in prison, but it, I'm sort of not yeah, sure how yeah, long yeah. the initial sentence was, but he was in there and for so a while. And so obviously, yeah, during that time, um, Adonis became to fame of the Creed legacy and everything mm-hmm. like that, became his boxing career and, and retired. And so along came Jonathan Major's character. He comes out and he's like, I want to be the champ. I want to be yeah. Mr. Yada, yada, yada. And obviously this is how they get into the conflict with one, yeah. one another. And he's like not very all, nice all about it too. He's not, he's no. not very polite. <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, it's a very, very forceful type of action that he does take and a lot of um, yeah. secret hand downs and stuff like that of using very, prison inmates. Very, do you know what we forgot to do? What did we do? We forgot to give a spoiler warning at the start of this podcast before we just told us told everyone everything. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it's fine. Hopefully, everyone listens. They to know the, first the podcast. <laughs> it's yeah, always all spoilers, twenty four seven. All about fans. <laughs> They'll know. Um, and yeah, obviously, the there's three major fights throughout the film. So the first one's at the beginning yep. of the film, which is Adonis' retirement fight. Then Wins. the middle fight is the one against Jonathan Majors and. Um, Michael B. Jordan's guy, yeah. like the um, yeah, what's his Mexican name? guy because he's an actual professional boxer, yeah. Um, that guy, where is he? Because the same guy that plays like Victor Drago and the actual um, guy at the beginning, they're all professional yeah. um, boxers, yeah. They're which all- I think just makes these um, yeah. guys so like lived in. And is this, yeah, was his name? No, that's that guy. I'm trying to find him. Felix Chavez, yeah, Jose yeah. Benedetis. Yeah, that so thing. basically Jonathan Majors goes up against Felix Chavez because he was originally meant to go up against Drago, mm-hmm. or the son of Drago, um, from the second Creed film. And um, obviously something goes wrong, yada, yada, yada. Damien ends up finding fighting Felix, and this absolutely <laughs> oh, decimates man. him. I'm gets- surprised they didn't kill him off. I, I, I honestly thought they were going to kill that character off. He said he was stable, and that's the last we heard from him. When he was like, I thought being like um, yeah. Rocky Four style, you know how like um just kills Creed's Apollo Creed, yeah, died, yeah. Um, I yeah. thought that was gonna be like the same type of thing. I was like, oh shit, oh no. I mean, it oh, could have no. been. We don't know. Like you said, his mum was Adonis Creed's mum was like, hey, how is he? And then he's like, oh, he's stable. And that was the last we heard of him in the movie. Oh no, no, no. He rocked up at the Did end he? in the final fight. Yeah, he was oh, in the final fight in the crowd. I didn't, I didn't see him. I yeah, probably I wasn't right. focusing on him. He had like all. He had a, Bad face, though. <laughs> he had like a full body cast. He couldn't move. He couldn't turn his head. They accidentally faced him the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. And so basically because of that fight, because Felix at the time was the world heavyweight champion um, since Adonis's retirement, and obviously um, Damien winning that fight led him to be the heavyweight champ, and that just basically got to his head. And oh, he yeah, started like, quick. oh, yeah. Like that was a complete 180 time. Or you could say like obviously gradually, but as soon as it got to that point, just straight up that fight. As soon as he won, it took him about 10 minutes to have like a weird beach party full of like hookers and drug guys. It was (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He like drove there straight away. He didn't. Uh, So then obviously this character stuff happens with Adonis and he does feel bad about what happened in the past, running away from Mm -hmm. Damien, leaving him there to get arrested and everything like that. And so Damien just keeps calling him out, keeps calling him bad things about him, his family, because yeah. he's also like got a lot of family problems going on and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, like his mm-hmm. wife, played by um, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson, yeah, is obviously Valkyrie. yeah, it, 
Valkyrie <laughs> is um, a singer who is going deaf. That's been her character mm-hmm. throughout the entire franchise. And yeah, yeah, she is still slowly going deaf. And also the daughter as well. She is deaf. And yeah. a lot of this film is very silent. Yeah, there's lots of subtitles. Um, you know, I yeah, forgot which, that mm-hmm. there were deaf characters in the Creed franchise. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember his wife as a character at all. And I forgot that he had a daughter. Probably because I just don't remember what happened in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one, the second oh, one ain't that good. No. Um, but it's just like, even though scenes, like obviously it does support um, ASL, American Sign Language, and everything yep. like that, that whole community, um, which, I, yeah, we can talk about this a little bit more now, but the silence of the film is absolutely mm. amazing to me because yeah, there yeah. are points throughout the film where it does get very serious because um, even... Um, Adonis's mother does pass away in this film. Whoa, spoilers. Spoilers. Whoa. And whoa. Um, obviously even like all the talking scenes between um, Damien and Adonis and stuff like that and his wife, Bianca, are very quiet, real scenes hmm. because – and it works so well against the contrast of what everything's going on because in the fight scenes and everything like that, um, it's very loud, very violent. Like a lot of things are going yeah, on. The music's really high. And then it goes to these like very deep personal conversation with the actors and everything is just so quiet. I know. And even obviously like with his daughter having ASL as well and him signing and everything like that, like it's very quiet in the scenes, which I (laughs) adore. I absolutely love that. Like the only other director I've seen do it is Martin Scorsese. So he's probably picked it up from that because that was a lot of things in Rachel. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, So like that was just like, for me, that was wonderful to see just a bit of quiet in these types of films. Because if you have like just every other film, they'll put like a little oh, yeah. backing track behind it, a little bit of music to it. And more like deep conversations like this, I just feel like it doesn't really work too well. No. And especially um, yeah, especially because most of them, well, the more important parts of the movie, I'd say, are so loud and intense that oh, it's yeah. nice to yeah. have these little quiet moments in between. Yep. Because that's the thing. There's a lot of like training montages and everything, mm. you know, the good old Rocky. Montages. Oh, yeah. yeah, it has and everything. They're, they're very, expect. yeah, they're very loud and everything like that. And then obviously, all this leads up to the final fight between Adonis and Damien. And what a final oh, fight! Oh man, like I could just watch that over and over and over oh, again. Like, I really so wanted to good. go and re see this film this weekend, but yeah. I just got too busy. Oh, no. um, I was tempted to re watch this the fight on YouTube, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because yeah, okay. that fight was just so well done. You could see, oh, yeah, how like. Michael B. Jordan's like anime influence was just put in so much into that. So good. Because it, yeah, like the whole thing about being quiet again, it like goes mm. to like a whole nother well, spoilers, a whole like another realm <laughs> type area. Spoilers, spoilers <laughs> I think they've got um, it where it's just literally Damien and Adonis and there's yeah, no crowd. Yeah. It's just the ring. Everything it's, it's fades two. out. Smoke, it's Everything dead fades silent. out. There's no music at all. It's just them two looking at each other and it's very yep, intense. Yep. Because even as well during that scene, because I think before that, it, they go to round three and then all of a sudden mm. they play that scene and then it's the final round. It's round 12, yeah. And that scene is round 12 at like, the end of that. What, like five minutes or something? No, it was a good like 10 minutes. Like yeah, 10 minutes. but you don't hear any yeah, bells during like it, it or anything. It's no. like they're locked in their own world that nothing else can affect yep. them. It's crazy. Because that's the thing. At the end of the day, like they were brothers at one point and mm. they do love one another. But it's obviously like people do change over time. Unfortunately, Damien did have to go to prison and all the 
complications with that and Adonis mm-hmm. to get the royalty type of lifestyle. He became what Damien wanted. Yeah. Um, essentially. Yeah, and, and so, Damien really took that to heart and been like, You lived my life, you you know, you took what I wanted. You know, I wasted yep. my life doing this. This is what I deserve, you know. And then it yep. yeah, it cuts away. It reminds me of that the scene in Far From Home, the Spider Man movie, where it cuts away and Mysterio drops him into the smoke in the black area. It looked a yeah, lot like yeah. that. A lot that. Without all the trippy stuff, it was just them focused on each other. But it was yep. a very yep. similar in vibe to how that scene looked. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, the overall fighting and everything like that, like obviously with past Creed films and Rocky films, like they've always been like very well done and everything like mm. that. But this time watching it, it felt like you were actually watching a boxing fight. It oh, literally felt so like good. these two were punching one another in real life yeah. because we were getting very close up this time around. Well, we even see there's one scene mm. where um, Adonis gets punched by Damien. And it goes through the stomach, and you can just see the spine. Oh, yeah, you pushed see out. His, his Obviously, that's an up. anime reference, but yeah. seeing that in real life is just like insane. It was like, so oh, good. <laughs> even if, like, since they're faking it for the film, like, yeah. that's still got to hurt a bit because to get that effect, <laughs> like, Jonathan oh, yeah. Majors must have punched him a bit. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of that is like CGI visual effects stuff. Probably quite a fair bit, but. All the fights, there were rarely any cuts. And if they were, it was yep. to just zoom yep. in or show something more intense. Yep. It was really well choreographed and just really well done. Yeah. For sure. And so obviously, yeah, Adonis does win in the end. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, even though he's happy about winning and he takes the full cup, it still wasn't like a happy no. winning almost. Like, still kind of sad about it. Still kind of sad about everything. What? happened and obviously what led them to be mm. fighting one another and at the end they do talk to one another about it and they still you know are trying to be friendly towards one another but unfortunately the events of what did happen and everything like that it, it takes yeah. time and to recover and hopefully maybe because they are talking about continuing this franchise now because this one's made For a sure. shit ton of money yeah they're definitely uh, gonna do that it's the biggest like opening in any of the rocky franchise this one yeah well that doesn't surprise me um so yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, and also as well, a good thing I made a like a post on Twitter about it. I was like, oh yeah, Are such you? a good film, film and stuff like that. The official Creed Three Twitter page liked my tweet. What? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so they know we exist. <laughs> oh, can we get them on the podcast? We'll get them on the podcast. I could be Jordan on the podcast. Yeah, wonder if <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. cool. So that'd be cool. really cool. Oh man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, all I can say is just what a wonderful film so far out of this year. This is my favorite film that has come out. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably agree with you. I mean, what's it got to compete? Cocaine Bear and Ant-Man Cocaine and the Wasp? Bear. Like, yeah. not much competition. But that's the thing, because even seeing yeah, like Jonathan Majors in a film like this, because I haven't watched Quantumania yet, yeah. but I've watched some of his other work, like TV show work and yeah. stuff like that. And I knew like he was going to be good in what he does. But oh, yeah. seeing him in this was just like, oh, like this so is good. a very good actor. <laughs> I know, dude stole the show. I mean, I'm surprised Michael B. Jordan allowed that to happen, considering he directed it. You'd think that he'd put. Well, his that's own the thing is maybe he mind. was just like trying to focus on that more because he was worried about. Because this is the thing about like yeah, directing, maybe stuff and everything. Because um, I think Ben Affleck said this once when he was started first directing his films. He's like, he was very worried about putting too much of the camera time on himself other than the actors, the other actors. Yeah, right. So he probably was like, I'm going to try and focus more 
on Jonathan Majors because there's already been two other films already about Adonis's character. Yeah, man, that's a good that's point. Why. I mean, Adonis in this movie kind of ends the film kind of where he started, but just a little bit worse. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, there's like, there's no happy ending really. I mean, he, he starts the film retired world champ. He ends the film a retired world champ, but his mum's dead and oh, his friend is like kind of his enemy now. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. sucks for him. Oh yeah. Like it's a lot of bad things going on. And that's the thing, obviously, his wife as well. She is still slowly going deaf over time or she had to give up her music. So he's also mm-hmm. feeling that as well. And he's just trying to make like a, a good family living as well. Yeah. Like he's got his daughter to care about who has difficulties or well, was having difficulties at the school and mm-hmm. everything like that. Cause yeah, she got into a fight because she wants to fight. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, when your dad's a boxer, of course you got to fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, is that where the franchise is going to go? Are they going to do like a. Next there generation. has already been reports of them continuing the franchise mm. with Adonis's daughter. Daughter, hmm, don't know. We will have to see how that goes. We'll see if they can yeah, keep that, up. That this. would be interesting to see. Yeah, because they're talking about like yeah. a live action TV show as well, and mm-hmm. um, oh, that would be interesting if they easy. do follow um, her character. Like this could actually like what the yeah. first ever like deaf boxing deaf character, a deaf boxer. Oh man, yeah, be that would be different. God, I don't know how would that go. How how would how's I mean, sense of balance? I think, yeah, like yeah, sense of balance, know, and then man. also like sight as well. And yeah, her sight must be really well if she's Interesting. deaf. <laughs> maybe I mean maybe it could go to like a like a Paralympic kind of thing. Yeah, something like something cool. like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things um, they can do it. now with this franchise because that's mm-hmm. another thing as well with this movie, and this is why I enjoyed it as well. It's carved its own path in the Rocky franchise. Yeah. What we were saying earlier and everything like that. This movie shows that this franchise can continue, not on the backbones, not on the back of the Rocky franchise anymore. Yeah. It's yeah, it continuing Rocky. on its own franchise now. This this is yeah, Creed. And that's the thing. It's so like very vastly well, still similar to Rocky, but vastly different mm. in its own way. And I suppose that's kind of better, especially for like the new generation and like the way Films are shot now and everything like that. Like there's a yeah, lot more to it. And this just worked so well. Mm-hmm. And I hope Michael B. Jordan gets like all the praise that he gets for directing oh, hell this. Yeah. That's I'm the thing I can get over. This is his first yeah, time directing yeah. something. I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see. Has he said anything? Is he? Is there any confirmed? Like, I haven't he's seen anything yet. I don't know. I know he's like writing stuff and him uh, and Jonathan yeah. Majors want to do a whole bunch yeah. of stuff together now and everything like that. So did, we'll see I what happens. See that. They wanted yeah, to do yeah. like a De Niro and Scorsese thing or something. Why <laughs> not? These two yeah. work so well in this film together. I love it. I want to see more of them. actors <laughs> in current, current movie going times working yep. together. It would be pretty good. It would be Especially pretty good. Especially with a, with a start like this. Oh, cool, yeah. Good start. Big, big, big start. Yeah. I hope when it's um, Oscar season next year, um, we see this film get nominated for something. Oh, yeah, like, true. Di- we have to wait directing to next year. We have to wait till next year to wait to see it. But um, <laughs> So did we want to do our final scores of the film? Or you want to talk about it a bit more on your side, oh, your thoughts? Man, I don't know what else there is to say about it. It was just really enjoyable. The fight scenes were amazingly choreographed. Everything you saw was really good. I mean, it could, I guess... My only gripe was 
maybe uh I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just have the fights be a little bit longer. The movie was under two hours. And like like you were saying, how it kind of skipped like ten rounds at the end of the fight. Yeah. Maybe yep. they could have shown a bit more, but even then, I don't know if they needed to. So well, that's the thing, yeah. I really yeah. felt like the length of it was quite yeah. well done. It's, and it's, it's like <laughs> this is what it needed to be. Yeah, it's like they hard didn't do to anything find, more. It, it's hard to find something wrong with this movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, the runtime oh, for man. it is one hour and 56 minutes. So, yeah, just okay. shy of two hours. Just under two hours. Yeah, okay. Ooh. Well, that's all right. I reckon let's jump into some final thoughts and then rankings, yeah? Will I yep, give this yep, movie yep. a score? Did you want to... Oh, you can go first. You can Wait. go first. I was just about to offer it to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. I think you, everyone knows you go, my praise about it already. <laughs> did you go first last week? I'm not sure. No, I think it was you. I think oh, I'm not me. sure. I don't. I can't know. remember. Listen, you go. You go. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> New rankings. Yeah. Oh man, Creed three. Ah, oh, I think I'm sitting on an eight out of ten. Sitting on an That's eight. A good eight out of ten. It's a it's a, a very, very eight. solid eight out of ten, and I feel like yeah. because you know. It's a it's a boxing movie. We've seen it yep. before, but it's just this is kind of done really well. Like yep. a yep. like it's breaking enough new ground for it to stand on its own, but it's also may not that different. Not that that's a yep. bad thing, of course. I mean, it's just a a really well done, well shot, well choreographed boxing movie. I mean, well, you don't yeah, get that's the thing. I feel like it's movies. a yeah, it's a next step in like boxing moving franchises. I suppose like this is the <laughs> the bar for like any yeah. other boxing film anyone does now. Like this is the bar for new generation of boxing films that has to be said to now. Yeah, well, I think um, the last. Well, I, was, I, was, yep. I think the last boxing movie was Creed Two. It's like it's not a mainstream yeah. thing apart from this franchise. Anyway, you can take it away now. Well, I'm gonna one up you there, bud, because I love this film so much, and. I'm currently just in love with it and I really want to go and see it again. I probably will. <laughs> Over <laughs> the course of maybe next week or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 Woo. on this one because I'm a like, massive um, boxing fan, grew up watching Rocky, everything like that. Loved the first Creed. And then coming to watch this was just, I feel like, what I needed to see at this point in time, man. <laughs> like it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. so well shot, so well choreographed. The story for it, was so well done. The mm-hmm. acting between Jonathan Majors and Adonis was just so good. Well, all the acting between everybody, but though, between those two, the story oh, where they had yeah. lined up for them was just amazing. Because I was a bit worried how they were going to do that a bit because obviously it's from his past, Adonis's past yeah, as well. True. Don't really get talked about it at all in the past two films. Like, how are they going to add this in? <laughs> and then also not have Sylvester Stallone at all in this. Yeah. I was a bit skeptical about it. They mentioned him. that's the thing. Yeah. It, that's about it. He does get mentioned a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I think one sentence, um, but seeing it stand on its own, like, this is amazing. And that's kind of the thing as well with the first Rocky. Like, that was obviously Sylvester Stallone's idea that he wrote, yeah. everything like that. And then now it's come to the new generation where Michael B. Jordan has directed this, obviously hasn't wrote it, but still directing mm-hmm. a film like this is just, it's amazing to see, even as filmmakers and everything really like that. Cool. Like, it's it's good to see something like this. So, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm giving it yeah. a... 
a solid nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. You know, yeah. Nine out fair. of ten. I mean, I'd agree with you if I didn't give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I see your point. It's a very good, you know, eight out of ten, nine out of ten. It's it's yeah. a really good movie. If you guys very high ranking, seen it yet, I'd suggest checking it out if you can. Well, it's in theater because it's a hell of a cinematic experience in a theater. That's for sure. Oh yeah, so especially that final feel. Fight. People get like punched up. It's so good. Imagine oh. if like all the seats had like little like base traps. Some every time there was a punch, you felt in the seat. The seat in front of you has oh. a boxing glove, and every time a punch happens, you get punched in the gut as well. <laughs> yes, oh. that that would be great. It's the forty experience. Oh. Oh, oh. Hey, look at my next John. enhanced boxing <laughs> edition. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so before we obviously wrap up uh, talking about the Rocky franchise and everything like, we wanted to do a quick listing of uh, Rocky franchise yeah. movies. We're gonna rank them. Uh, we're gonna rank them. So do you want to go first on your ranking? Should I go first? You All go right. first. I'll go first. Okay. So there's nine Rocky and Creed films altogether. So I think the best way to do this was probably worst to best. We work our way up. I'll give mine. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You'll give yours. We probably won't need to give any reasoning for these. Most of these are pretty <laughs> obvious in the order they yep. should go. But I'm 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 excited to see how your list compares to mine. Yeah, so, well, that's the thing. My list did change like three really? times over the weekend. Mine did. Um, I went back and watched a couple of the old Rocky films and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So yeah, I watched a couple, but yeah, my list didn't change. My opinion on most <laughs> of these movies didn't change, which which isn't yep, a bad yep. thing. I mean, they're all enjoyable in their own way, even the goofy ones, which brings me to my list. And uh, coming in at number nine for what I think is the worst Rocky movie is, say it with me, Rocky V. (laughs) Rocky V. I have a a different one. What? (laughs) I thought we were going to be in agreement on this. I was waiting for you to join me, but you didn't. No, no. (laughs) Okay. now, Now I'm really curious. All right, so Rocky Five comes in at number nine, and then number eight, I've got Rocky Two. I, I yeah. don't remember what happens in this movie. I know it's just kind of the first one, but again, <laughs> yeah, it's like the first one, part two, almost. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty let's much. Let's do another fight. This time he wins. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number eight. Number seven, I have Creed Two. Okay, again. Hey, creature at number seven. What? Hey, <laughs> again. I don't remember what happens in this movie. I know that Victor Drago, whatever his name is in it. Um, yeah, it was a very forgettable yeah. film. Very I feel like there was like no promotion for it as well. Yeah, like when they came out, I was like, I didn't see anything. For I saw it, it when <laughs> it came out on DVD, but yeah, again, don't remember what happens. <laughs> uh, then at number six, I have Rocky Three. Yep, that's yep. that's the one with Mr. T. And that that two. that alone raises it to number six because that's just the best part <laughs> of that movie, <laughs> Mister T. And then number five, I have Rocky Balboa. This is one that I went yep. and rewatched. I enjoyed it. I thought it was enjoyable. Yep. It's it wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't the worst. I mean, you know, right in the middle, spack bang uh, okay, in the middle. Okay, okay. And at number four, I got Rocky Four. Okay, Whoa. yep, yep, yes. That's the Rocky one with four. the Russians. He's like, I must. I know that's <laughs> like a, a lot of people. They absolutely adore Rocky Four. Oh, it's so, it's enjoyable. It's so quotable that's like and funny. one of the highest rated ones. Yeah, so. yeah. I was surprised when I was looking through these about. No, I was actually surprised at how low people rated this one on like official lists, rankings oh, and stuff. Okay. It was quite low, but yeah. But um, then at, at number three, I've got Creed, the first one. Yep, first Creed. Yeah. First crew. Nice. Yep, I liked it. It was really good. It was enjoyable when it came out. 
but uh, not as good as the next two on my list. Number two, ooh, Creed three. Uh. Creed three. Yeah, Creed three. It's, right, it's it's to number two. That's pretty damn good, considering this whole franchise is so beloved oh, yeah. and just well enjoyed. And yep. then guess what number one is? Ooh. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. It's the first one. It's still the best one. It's such a good story. It's so enjoyable. Such a classic film. Oh yep. yeah. It it stands the test of time and it holds up way better than it should. So oh, good. Yeah. Oh man. What do you think of my list? Yeah, well that's the thing. That that's a good list. Obviously, there's a few things that you gotta find out that are a bit bit different. Yeah. <laughs> um but that's the thing. Going back to like yeah, the first Rocky, just quickly. Like, um obviously you and I, we're film students at this point yep. in time. Um, that is one of the reasons why I started getting into all this. Really, was because of that film. Um, that is one movie. of the yeah big inspirations to do all this. Because when I, especially when I found out that um, Sylvester Stallone wrote that, he did mm. the screenplay for mm-hmm. that. To me, that was because I'm trying to like write and star in everything I do. It's just like that is cool. I want to do stuff like that. Oh, I'm doing yeah. it <laughs> for sure. There's definitely worse role models to have. I mean, dude made an amazing story and did something oh, yeah. that. You know, yeah, stands the test of time. Yeah, I've created have, like, a, a nine movie franchise of that now that are, <laughs> um, I raise higher these days. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that on another podcast. Um, so Ooh. I suppose my list, starting at number nine, Uh-oh. which you had, I believe, at number five, was Rocky Balboa. Oh, wow. I, I, I hate that film. I don't <laughs> like it at all. It was just so like the really? biggest cash grab ever. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm he's like, back. I enjoyed it. Doing enjoyed it. it. Doing it again. Yeah. Coming in. <laughs> Um, number eight, I have Rocky Five. Ooh, yeah. Because, like I said, I, yeah, I don't remember much of that either, but I know I prefer it more than Rocky Balboa. That was the one with Rocky Balboa. Where he had a I, robot I butler, hate. wasn't it? Yes. And when he loses <laughs> See, all his money. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and then at seven, Cree Two. Yeah. Which is like, it's still one. surprising. Yeah, like Cree Two is like obviously really low. And then, like, obviously, Cree Three is just yeah. like high praise. Um, but and then all at number these are six. Good. They're oh, all yeah. good. Number six, we got Rocky Three. Because yeah, yeah I got Mr. That T. One. Yeah. Mickey dies, and <laughs> it? That was his trainer. And then Apollo trains him in this one as well. Thing. And there's the whole Eye of the Tiger thing. The oh, Eye yeah, of no, the Tiger. Right. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. Yeah. Um at number Very five, good. I've got Rocky Two. Because yeah, yeah it's basically just like part yeah. two mm-hmm. to um Rocky. And it's just like, cool, he wins this time. All right. <laughs> he does. And there's something that has a tiger in the snow at the beginning. Adrian when he like marries uh, gets him to marry her something like that. that anyway something like that uh number four is Rocky four yeah same <laughs> as me yeah yeah and then number three is Creed yeah first Creed same. and yeah then number two Creed three hey because I absolutely loved it so much and then yeah number one oh, again yeah. Rocky because it is what? the original it, the best best one comes. written and yeah we had I mean I hope for the continuation have, well, of the Creed franchise, they they can do one up, hopefully. hopefully. Uh, yeah, Rocky and Creed three is just like man, so they, good. I put them on like par and par. Like I both rate them like a good nine out of ten, both of them. Yeah. So See, I'd, I'd have Rocky be the nine, and then have Creed three be the eight. But yeah, all of the oh, movies I'll give are Rocky enjoyable. maybe a, a nine point two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that slight bit higher. It's that slight bit higher. Yeah, for, well, for, it'd be a point higher for me. I very much enjoy that. <laughs> but yeah, all of these movies are, are enjoyable. They're good. It's hard yep. to, you know, have your newest, have your ninth film in the franchise be the second. Best. I know. When does and that your happen? Third out of the new trilogy as well. 
that does that <laughs> never that's happen. That's what I was blown away because that's never happened before. Yeah, like if any like trilogy, I either mean, think like, of a ninth third movie. film. What do we got? Rise of Skywalker? No. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Trek Nine? I don't remember what happens. Um, what? Uh, uh, what else? Um, yeah, what else has made it to nine? Yeah, not much has made it to nine. That's another Harry Potter. One. If you can't count part one and part two, is that yeah, nine? I guess. Kind of. Sure. Was it eight? Sure. I don't know. I there's a, there's a lot of those films. <laughs> yeah, I think it was eight. Well, okay. anyway, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. That's some pretty anyway, good list. Three Three is an amazing film. So is the Rocky franchise. Go and watch all of them if you haven't yeah. seen them, and especially go and watch Cree Three because mm. that was just phenomenal. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you're not much of a boxing fan or a fighting fan or anything like that, mm-hmm. still go and watch it because mm-hmm. I think it it really has everything for everyone. Just just a little bit of everything. <laughs> Very good. Oh man. So I guess we can move on to part two of today's episode. Part two of today's episode. Which is the Mandalorian time. Chapter hey. 18, The Minds of Mandalore. So, yeah. Episode 2 of Season 3, This is the Way. We're going to Mandalore. Well, first back. of all, we're going back. We pick up Mando from the first horrible episode, which I didn't <laughs> like. I even like rewatched it oh, just before no. I started watching this one. No. And I was like, yes, yeah, I still don't like it. These, um, these two so should have been one episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, get into it. Yeah. They should have been, yeah, obviously what you're saying, combined as one episode, it would have made mm-hmm. so much more sense to do that. Just one big premiere. I would have been happy. I think a lot more people would have been happy. Um, but I suppose we'll start off the story for this one. We're back on Tatooine. We're seeing, what's her name? It's your pod I racing. always forget her name. The pod racing. Yeah, we saw pod racing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is that <laughs> festival at that point in time. Punta where Eve. Pod racing does that. Yeah. Punta Eve, that's it. Punta Eve. And we're back seeing Peli Moto. <laughs> Forgot who her. made um, Mando's ship yeah, and obviously all her little droids and stuff like that. She annoys you? I don't mind She her. annoys me. She's she annoyed annoying. me in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't remember she was in it. <laughs> Even though they built the ship, I didn't remember she was in it. She's just annoying. Yeah, that's oh, the, the bad show. She um, had a relationship with a Jawa. That's all I remember. That's right. There's Jawas <laughs> in this one as well. Maybe yeah. it's her husband. Very or weird. she's having a weird relationship with him. Um, yeah, so we're back on Tatooine. <laughs> Um, so the first thing that happens on Tatooine, which doesn't make much sense coming from last week's episode, is that he gets a droid. Yeah. Even though he was supposed to be getting the droid, the bounty hunter yeah. droid, and he that's the reason very, why he came to Tatooine to get a part. He was very and then adamant. And like, here's R4-D4. Yeah. Yeah, he very, much, well, he very much wanted that one droid, and now it's like, oh, I have this other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, oh, but so do you goofy. know where R4-D4 comes from, though? Yeah. Do you know where he's very, from? He's the one who gets fried in the very first movie. He's in the very first Star yeah. Wars movie from A New Hope. Dude so I actually see him so that Luke buys put R2-D4. to use. I was just like, yeah, he's actually doing something now, even though he's like a skittish <laughs> type of robot. Yeah, oh, um, I love him. Yeah, he's a little, little character. He's, I was hoping like he would get like a, a little droid. I wasn't thinking he would get like a big astromech. Yeah. I was thinking he was going to get well, like did, a, a he small. He wants an astromech, and she's like, "No, take the astromech." And he's like, "Okay, take him, take him." Okay, <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, obviously after that scene, we <laughs> go back to see uh, Mandalore for the first time. Remember? Yeah, we see Mandalore. Yeah, that's he right. goes on Mandalore first. He goes straight there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and see obviously how it got classed over by the Empire and everything like that. It looks horrible because mm-hmm. the last time I think we saw clips of it in season two of what happened, like of the glassing and stuff like yeah. that, but the last time we actually saw it in all its pristine glory was in Clone Wars. Yeah, I think so. That was actually the last time where we see it mm. um, like actually good almost. Um, the cool thing about these shots, and I, they do it a couple of times when they go to Mandalore, so when Din first arrives on Mandalore, they do like these really cool like POV spaceship shots. So it's like a camera yeah, on the outside yeah. of the spaceship and like looking down. I was like, that's that really so good. cinematic. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then they also do it later with Bo-Katan ship. Very good. Um, yeah. And obviously go down because a lot of the thing of Mandalore is the reason why they haven't gone back because it's like, oh, it's toxic now because of all the irradiation yeah, yeah. and Stuff like that. That's the reason why he had to get the robot. At least that's what he was told. But turns out it's not. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you need the robot to test it? Do you think maybe he could? His ship could do it or something. Yeah. It's. I don't know. Maybe the like the robot had to go like deeper into the crevice, like almost where the city is. No, but he did the scan right outside the ship. Remember? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I guess that's a Star Wars. It's a toy okay. to sell. Oh, man. Um, it doesn't matter too much. So, yeah, obviously he has a run-in with, like, um, the weird four-eyed creatures. I yeah. forgot what they're called. Uh, I thought just, I had yeah. them. Mandalore monkey dudes. Mandalore monkey people that are original to, like, Mandalore as well because they just live on the outside. Alamites, that's Alamites. it. I've got the Wikipedia Alamites. up now, so that's cool. <laughs> nice. I thought I had it written down in my notes, but obviously I didn't. Oh, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, yeah, obviously he gets into a kerfuffle with one of them. Oh, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. R4, come back. Good we'll cool. do our test. He gets the Good gun. Cool. Oh, before that, he gets his gun knocked out of his hand. I don't know how. Dude shot four guys in like two seconds in the first episode, and now he couldn't. So he gets the gun knocked yep. out of his hand. So he has to use the dark saber again. The dark saber. No. He, he pulls it out. He does some slicing. He's still still hard to control for him, but he manages to best the Alamites, and then you head back and get a scan of the atmosphere, and he finds out it's not toxic. That Bo-Katan yep. was right, and the other people's lied to him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Everyone's been lying to everyone. You know, yeah. you can just go back there, build a new city, you'll be fine. Yeah. Except there's obviously one really cool thing about this episode, and this is why I, I have it a bit higher than last week's, is this weird little creepy crab creature thing that happens oh, like grabs him. Yeah, that thing was cool. That absolutely shocked me <laughs> the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, cool, like a helmet. He's going to pick it up and yeah. it's going to be like an old vintage <laughs> like mandala helmet. And there's also like, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so yeah, it's like um, whatever it is, because people are still trying to figure out on the internet as to what this creature is. But it's basically yeah, like a, a, a sentient eye thing. Like it reminded me a lot of General Grievous. Oh, yeah. No, I've literally got on my notes here. General Grievous' <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Do get snatched up in the crab thing. It scared my brother. It was really funny. He got jump scared by yep. the crab claw cra- trap thing. Smashed him up. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, no, are they bringing General Grievous back somehow? That's kind of where I was like, oh, no. Mm. But it, I was it, like, how did he end up there? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's its own thing. I mean, they kill it, so I guess... That's it. It's just a weird little creature, dude. Yeah, and that happens all across Star Wars, like every single film. Yeah. There's always weird little creatures that weird they don't creature, really dude. explain. No, which I think is cool, and I'm glad that it wasn't like, oh, we brought General Grievous back or something, which which I was afraid was going to happen for a second. But um, anyway, yeah, Grogu gets trapped 
no, not Grogu. Uh, Mando no, gets trapped. Yeah. Yet, and has to send Grogu to go get Bo-Katan and save him. Yeah. 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 We get that little the little POV shot from his little uh, flying. Oh, yeah, his little like, speeder thing. Just looking along. Some shots like that I really, really adore. This episode was a whole few step above the first one. My God. So oh, good. Yeah, I just, just feel like it was, it was a shot well, so much better. Yeah, it was well paced as well. A bit more. This one was written by John Favreau. I'm not sure uh, if the first okay. one was. I know this one was written and yeah, it was no, it was written by him, but it was directed by Rachel Morrison. But um, maybe that's why it was better. Maybe maybe because John Favreau got to put his idea into this. Well, here's the thing: last week's episode was written by John Favreau oh, and okay. Granddaddy George Lucas. Really? Yeah. Oh God! Maybe I'm that's looking at it right now. I'm surprised that it, <laughs> that wasn't like advertised. And also, this one was John Favreau and um. George Lucas, well, based on Star Wars. So, yeah, oh, okay. just John Favreau. Maybe that's just John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think George Lucas. <laughs> no, that makes more sense. It was just based yeah. off of, yeah, okay, cool. Wow. Anyway, so, yeah, Grogu manages to get back to the ship. He flies back to Bo-Katan's place on one of the adjacent planets to Mandalore. Goes, and she's like, I'm going to show him who's boss. And then she goes out to kill Mando, who, the, who she thinks is in the ship. But then Grogu comes out. I thought out. she was just going to come out blasting. <laughs> just like, shoots him. <laughs> Yeah, which I was like, damn, she's going to fight him eventually. But it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, and then, yeah, she's like, oh, what happened to Din? And then they both fly around to him. They have a cool little chat on the way down to save him. That was pretty cool. Yep, yep. She's like, I knew a few Jedi in my time. And I'm like, huh, yeah. Ah, Clone Wars reference. And then yeah. that's right. She talks about her past and everything as well. Yep. Love of being a Mandalore and her family. And so well, that's good. the thing. It's yeah. That's why I enjoy Mandalore a lot because they are adding in a lot of Clone Wars elements there is into it. Lots of lore for Mandalore. It's one of the most fleshed out planets in all of Star Wars. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. And but, then yeah. obviously, as well, the big oh. thing as well that we see is Bo Katan uses the Darksaber. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. And she knows how to use it she compared to Din. It's Jesus swiveling yeah. it around. Like, why couldn't Din use it? Was he just not? He's not uh, ready. What was it? Not ready. He's, okay. Yeah, he's not he like, like um, power or something. Yeah, something, something along yeah. those lines. I don't know. Um, they do talk about it, and mm. I was reading something earlier about it. What they actually I can't do remember. Call it, yeah, they they mentioned it in the Book of Boba Fett season when he was training with it. Yeah, what what he was lacking, but I can't remember what it was. So I, it was something because like he's just like, think, yeah, like he's thinking about he's too many it. other things. Yeah. He's fighting it against yeah. it, and that's thing because Bo-Katan, obviously, we know from watching Clone Wars and all that she's mm-hmm. used the dark saber before. Yeah, she's really she's good with like, it. She's like, she's, she's really good off. with all of those things, and she's like calm and collected in herself mm-hmm. as a fighter. So she knows how to use it and how to use weapons well, and everything like that. Even though we do know Mando can fight. Uh, oh, most yeah. of the times, hand to hand stuff isn't that great. It's mainly sh- the shooting he's <laughs> good at. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, obviously, Bogotan rescues Mando, uses the dark saber, gets him out of there, and then they go down to the mines together. The mines Ooh, of Mandalore. They go we finally down to see the it. living waters. The living Mine. waters, and then it's like this whole religious experience that oh, yeah. Din has with the waters and she's like just talking about like her past and stuff like that and like reads the inscription she's like oh yeah remembers fonder times and he's just like 
still quiet in the water, just like <laughs> just taking off his parts of his, his armor. armor off, yeah. And then he starts reciting the creed. Because that's the thing. Obviously, these um, two characters, they are both Mandalorians, but they're just from mm-hmm. two different factions of the Mandalorian yeah, clan. And it does get mentioned yeah. in this episode, like that, because of that reason, caused the unrest mm-hmm. and basically the reason why the Empire was able to destroy Mandalore so easily. Yeah, because they were already at war splintered. with one another. Yeah, they were splintered. And um, obviously, yeah, Mando goes into living waters and just drops. He falls through like a hole in the stairs. Oh, God. Yeah, there is a theory because obviously when we go back up, we do see a creature. (gasps) We do see a mythosaur finally in live action. From the Star Wars Holiday Special. I so hope we actually (laughs) see Dean riding the mythosaur at one point in the season. Oh, like, it's God. so cool to see. I'm getting more excited about the creatures that are adding into Mandalorian yeah, than it's anything so else. <laughs> well, it just adds a whole nother thing because it's like, Bo-Katan's like, oh, I've been down here lots of times. I've never noticed the giant yeah. lizard thing living in the pool. Well, that's the thing because <laughs> a, a mythosaur hasn't been around for yeah. thousands of it's years like, in Star no Wars one's lore. The pool? No one's checked or anything like that. I guess. And to it seemed see, like a pretty big hole. Yeah. And to see this actually come out, because like even just fanboying about like Star Wars books and stuff like that, yeah. To hopefully see a Mythosaur coming back into like yeah, well Star Wars franchises, cool. it's like really cool to see because maybe they're yeah. like gonna make Mando like the original Mandalorian, maybe um, that became remember, a Jedi. Yeah, I remember you were talking about the Dark that Saber. last episode. Yeah, so yeah, I, oh, this I is the thing now. Like, like I hope they, they do this now because they are bringing well, they have shown a Mythosaur. Maybe, maybe it's like. History repeating itself, and he's going to lead yeah. the Mandalorian peoples with the Mythosaur. It's the like poetry. Saber. It rhymes. That's a quote by George <laughs> Lucas about Star Wars. Everything it's has its own rhythm. Like it all happens. It rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, yes. I read Star Wars. <laughs> Look at my money. <laughs> when, I, when I made Luke kiss his sister, it really, really rhymed like poetry. <laughs> George Lucas, man. Oh, oh, George Lucas. Um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed this episode. It was a step episode. up from last week's oh, killer sure. second episode. I wish um, this was the was first a lot more, episode. <laughs> I, I really feel like it, yeah, it should have been the first one. Should have yeah. just started with this one. Especially even how it started as well. Oh, yeah. Like you on Boon to Eve and the fireworks could have just and everything like that. the first episode and everything else would have made yeah. sense still. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, it's a bit weird. But maybe they just want to stretch it all out. I guess. You know, they had to make eight episodes or whatever because every other season was eight episodes, so they had to keep that up. But, yeah, yeah man, if this is where it's going, I'm liking it. Remember last oh, week yeah. how I was like, oh, I'm kind of kind of concerned. I hope it doesn't get worse. I yep. hope it gets better. I have faith in it, and faith is paying off. Paying yeah. off. Well, that's the thing. I really feel like this season we're just going to see uh, just so much about um, Mandalore and yeah. what's it going on sense. there the and them trying to rebuild it and their culture and everything like that. And that's the thing. I'm hoping that Din does become the character that does reunite everyone. Like he reunites yeah. his clan with Bo-Katan's clan and he becomes the so-called the Mandalorian because he is the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm what the show is based on. It and seems yeah. like that's what they're doing. It seems so what they're ho- doing. Hopefully. Hopefully it goes well. Yeah. 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 Very well. Very well. Okay. So we- I suppose the ratings then for this yeah. episode – Final I'll go thoughts. first. Real. Final thoughts. It was good. One step up. Looking forward <laughs> to good. the rest of the season now. It was good. I enjoyed yes. it. Still could have been a lot better. There were a few things in it. 
yeah. obviously that didn't like quite line up yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a six out of a ten. Okay, well, that, I mean that's fair. It's, it's, it's a step up from last four. week's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Damn, I'm I'm a little bit higher than that. I'm sitting on yep. an eight. I'm sitting on an eight out of ten. It's yep. pretty good. This feels like what I wanted. More kind of journeying to new locations, meeting new yeah. things, doing cool yep. new stuff. It feels like this is what every episode should be. It should just be consistently this good, if not better. Yeah. Which I feel like it can do. So yep. Oh, so when this comes out, especially because my, I mean, it, probably because the first episode kind of sucked. This one's just a lot higher because it brings it back to where it should be. Yep. In terms yep. Of quality. And yeah, I just really love somehow some of the shots with the spaceships and like Grogu's little point of view with the crocodile, little lizard thing. And then, oh um, yeah, no, General Grievous's cousin or whatever showing up, stuff like that was really cool. <laughs> And then of course, yeah, it was like very like um I've got to mention about like that um weird little creature thing. Very much John Carpenter vibes, <laughs> yeah. like the thing almost because the head how it came off and everything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little lizard. The I mean, sorry, not the lizard. Um, Grievous's cousin just starts. Yeah, Grievous's off. cousin. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. So I was like, ah, it's like the thing, creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. It's such a cool trope that these things kind of play off. But yeah, I'm sitting on an eight. I That's hope it good solid eight stays consistent. I hope we get a consistently yeah. good season. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing now, like, going into it, is I just hope this week's or next week's episode yeah. is, like, the same, if not better, than this episode. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, I don't want to be taking a step back. Can't stop this. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. It's got the whole of Disney's Star Wars riding on its back. It can't stuff up. You'd, oh, man. Well, it's, especially it's when they just cancel two up? films. <laughs> Oh yeah, they do that. Wow. Yep. I think that I think that concludes our little Mandalorian talk, unless you have anything else you'd like to say about it. Nah, that's that's really it. I think that's good. Like I'm well, still looking forward to next week's episode now. So Oh yeah, same. I can't wait. We gotta wait till Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. It's be exciting. But that's not the end of this this episode of the podcast. It's not the end. We've got a little little bonus surprise for y'all. A uh, bonus surprise because bonus it was kind surprise. of a last minute thing because I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, same. I forgot to. You told me so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, as of recording this, tomorrow will be the ninety fifth Oscar. Whoa! Whoa! Five of them. Jesus. Ninety five of them. Who's we should go back and watch all ninety five of them. Who's gonna get slapped this week? <laughs> Find out. Stay tuned. Coming oh, soon. Man. You know well, that's, that's going to be a headline. <laughs> Will Smith, what? He's not. He's not allowed no. to go there for the next five years. No, someone else is going to have to ever. slap someone for him. Who's it going to be? This time, someone's going to get a foot slap. <laughs> Maybe Will Ferrell or something will come out and just slap like Margot Robbie. Or- <laughs> someone's going to make a joke out of Barbie. it. Oh, for sure. Jim- Jimmy Kimmel's hosting this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to come out, and that's the first thing he's going to say. He's going to come out and be like, I hope everyone has a slapping good time. And then it's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, So, yeah, we thought we'll just do a quick run through before the end of today's episode of maybe some uh, predictions and maybe some predictions. Hopefully they come true. Um, Hopefully hopefully on a few of them. So we'll start with what have I got here? Best actor in a leading role. Nominees are Austin Butler in Elvis. Colin Farrell in the Banshees of Inchrin, Inchrin, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser in The Whale, yep. Paul Mescal in After Sun, which I've read the screenplay for, and it was absolutely amazing. Oh, right. Bill Nye for Living, 
Bill Nye. What? Bill Nye. <laughs> the science guy? Not Bill Nye, the science guy, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> was that was that it? Was that's that it. That's it. Program? That's it for the yeah, leading role. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, well, I hope it is Ben Frazier for The Whale. I haven't um, seen it. Because this is his first film coming back mm. um, after quite a few years away of not being in film. Or, I heard or that it was really from, from anything. Um, it is. It's very depressing. It's very mm-hmm. like a, a strange, not strange type of film, but it's very like not your normal type of film because he, he plays yeah. as an obese character that is dying um, yep. in it. Obviously called very The Whale. Very heartbreaking, yeah. And it's also got um, the girl from Stranger Things, the red-headed one, Sadie uh, Sink. Yes. She's yeah. um, plays as his daughter in it. She's good. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping it is Brendan Fraser, just because yeah. I want to see him win this, and then hopefully he gets back into doing more movies yeah. um, just because of how, how Hollywood treated him. A sequel to The over, Mummy? Well over a decade again. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Where he keeps like Frazier. having a little tag thing. <laughs> Popping out every time he goes to an award show where he's just like, hey, you want to be watching The Mummy from 1999 right now? <laughs> so so would I. Oh, man. No, I, uh, I'm i probably going to have to disagree. I think yeah, yeah. I think Austin Butler's going to win for Elvis. Yeah? I feel like that's more of an Oscar film. I feel like they're going to give it to him. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's still a good pretty big. And that's also coming from pick. the fact that I haven't seen The Whale. So maybe that. Yeah. Maybe I'd prefer Brendan Fraser's performance. But I still think Austin Butler's going to win. Well, that's the thing. I've uh, I've only seen The Whale, The Banshees of Inchant, and Elvis. I haven't seen anything from yeah. Paul Mescal or Bill Nye's. Even though I've read the screenplay for After Sun, uh, I, I still need to go and actually watch it. Screenplay was good. That's all I can say. Yeah. So I mean, you're going with Austin with Butler. Screenplay. Yep, Austin Butler. I'm going with Brendan Fraser. We'll find out tomorrow. See who wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we want to do next? supporting roles or just leading roles? Nah, we'll just do leading roles. We'll just do a couple. Okay. So, actress in leading role, we got nominees Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna okay. Amas in Blonde, or Blondie, yep. Andre Risebrogue in Two Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay. And I think I know a lot of people's guesses for this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Michelle Yeoh is going to win. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Even though I have a I, suspecting yeah. feeling this film, that film's going to be winning a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm not 100% sure I agree with. I enjoyed the film. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure if it was the best thing to come out last year. Yep. I mean, by, by a long shot, but it was an enjoyable film. It, I don't think I'd yeah. watch it again, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. 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 So, my, my yeah, I'll be gone for uh, Michelle Yeoh as well for it. Mm. Um, but I did enjoy Blondie by Anna Diamas. Um, I did it more blonde um, about Marilyn yep. Monroe. Yep. Bit of a weird title though. They just called it like Monroe yeah. or something like that. I, don't know. I didn't mind that so much. And also Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. She plays mm-hmm. as um, Spielberg's mother, I uh, think, I, if I can remember. Something like that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, like. I, I'm guessing, yeah, Michelle will will get it just because she's won so many yeah, other awards. Probably. And I think a lot of people were like, you need this. Get it, <laughs> I mean, girl. Out of those films, that was probably my favorite of the lot just because oh, it was yeah. such an enjoyable, different movie. But um, yeah, she'll probably win. What's what's up next? Yep. Um, We can probably go straight to Best, Best Picture. Picture. Whoa. 
If I can find it, it's one, probably guys. all the way down. This is the big one. This is the I've one that's all, the, all the monies. Ah, here we go. Best picture. Whoa. Nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Banshees okay. of Inshirin. Elvis. Everything, right. Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, the okay. Fablemans. Haven't seen it. Tar. Haven't seen it. Top Gun Maverick. It was right. Triangle of Sadness. Haven't seen it. And Women Talking. Haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of things it's you right. haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, there's been worse Oscar lineups. But that's okay. Okay. You go first, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. This is a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one because, oh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Everything Everywhere All at Once won. But if I had to pick out of the lot, I'd probably pick All Quiet and the Rest in Front. Oh, okay. I'm a bit surprised by that. But I don't think it'll win. That's the thing. Yeah. That's yeah. probably my favorite a lot. I don't think it'll win. Yeah. 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 Now, that's the thing. Yeah, All Quiet in the Western Front was a very, very well done war film. Mm. Um, is it 1917 level, though, for me? No. There's a bit of a running mm. joke at school at the moment between me. <laughs> I love 1917. Um, I think I preferred it to 1917, <laughs> I will say. That does look nothing. What well, films for 1917 for me? <laughs> Here we go. We can start the discussion now. Uh -oh. um, but no, best picture prediction for me would have to be my favorite film of last year, which is. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Really? I really hope this gets picked best picture. It, good. it probably won't it really because good. it's a Tom Cruise film. Tom Cruise films yeah. never get nominated. Yeah. <laughs> like well, most of the Oscars time they're or kind, anything of, like that. kind of mid. <laughs> yeah. But that's because I really like Tom Cruise as an actor as well. Um, oh, but he's yeah. all right. Like, fingers crossed, it does. It probably won't. There's too many other good Oscar worthy yeah. films on there. Like I don't the think Fable wins. I hate to break it to um, you. <laughs> the only thing like I don't hope that gets it is Avatar The Way of Water. Again, I like, don't think that'll I, win either. I don't. I hope that doesn't win. Really? <laughs> like I'd be happy with anything else. Wow. <laughs> Just I as like, long as that doesn't I like get the way it. Of water. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the first Avatar. But um, yeah, I don't think Top Gun Maverick will win. But I really love the plane stuff in that movie. God, oh, yeah. so Just good. the way it was, it was such a in yep. the cinema. It was a hell of an experience. The rest of the well, movie, like, I didn't really care about, though. Yeah. Well, Top Gun Maverick has, like, two of my favorite actors of all time in it. Um, it was such an amazing, well-shot film. Mm. I just, yeah, I fell in love with it. Um, yeah, but, it yeah, good. I've also heard good things of Triangle of Sadness, which has also been nominated. Yeah, I've been and also Tar. Same. Been meaning to watch um, those. They're both on my list. Yeah, yeah. So I would say most likely... I have a 90% chance saying that everything everywhere all at once is probably yeah, going to get it. Probably. Most likely more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that Top Gun Maverick gets it. I There's hope that chance. maybe All Quiet on Western Front gets it. Out of those two, chance. I hope those two get it. Hopefully one of those two. Hopefully one of us yeah, are, are right. I don't know. Um, if it's anything else, well, I, think, I haven't seen Tar. I haven't seen Triangle Sanders. I haven't seen yeah. Talking. Oh, yeah. We can't really speak um, on those. Yeah, but I've heard I've heard good things. Yeah, but you know, and I watched um, the Banshees of Inshering last night, and it was a strange oh. film. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, right. It was just different. I, uh, Coming from that film, I want a I want a baby donkey. He has a little I've pet baby donkey. I never heard of that. Like, movie. Just a, just a small donkey. It's on um, Disney Plus at the moment. It just um, came out. Banshees so yeah, 
it's 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 different. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll, um, I'll give it a I'll give it a check. I'll give it a look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. Oh, anyway, I think with those predictions, that brings us to the end of the second episode. That's it. That's the end. That's we're over. My voice is dying. I <laughs> know. Oh, We've been going for an hour and a three minutes. Damn. Damn. I mean, it was a um, better paced podcast than last week. I feel like it's better. Hopefully the audio is like better too. I should be able to, Hopefully. I should have gotten that sorted. Hopefully you guys. Well, are we should let, ask this. the audience. Audience, is it sound better? Think? Yeah. What do you think about it? Do you, do you like our podcast mm-hmm. so far? How many people have listened to our episode one? Yeah. 50? Send us a message. Give us a five Send star a message. review. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Amazon Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, which is pretty much all the main ones so far, which, which is pretty good. We had about yeah, wherever we had over forty listeners now. on the first episode, so thank you guys for that. And uh, hopefully, we have four hundred thousand in this one. Just a small guess. Yeah, just a small guess, you know. <laughs> if we don't get that, there wouldn't be no third episode. No, I'm just kidding. There'll be a new episode every Sunday coming out for the hit new podcast, We Talk Film. And That's that has me. been We Talk Film. <laughs> See ya. See ya.